There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. One one point nine Chai FM. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today on beautiful Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Shoftim. We are on Rosh Chodesh Elul. It is finally Elul has come. Baruch Hashem. We've waited for it. We've anticipated it, and now it is finally here. The final month of the year, Tough Shin Pei, and an opportunity for us to really get our act together and sort of sit down and really think about what the year has been, what have been the the growths, what have we accumulated, what have we gained, what have we learned during during this year as we prepare ourselves for Rosh Hashanah, which is four weeks from from tonight, will be will be uh, the first night uh, Rosh Hashanah. So we need to start uh, you know, don't be from those who wait till the very, very last last minute and uh, you know, manage to get on but but somehow but somehow, uh, uh, don't quite get the, don't quite get the, uh, the best seats. And let's, let's take the opportunity to, to begin the work, begin our preparation at this moment. So this, this Rosh Kodesh El, of course, <clears throat> is especially unique and especially amazing here in Johannesburg, Baruch Hashem. Many of the minyanim in Johannesburg, many of the shuls have had their first minion this morning, some, some yesterday, some even. Wednesday, but Baruch Hashem, Tefillah is again happening. Tefillah, but Sibur is, is again happening in, in Johannesburg. And it is truly, truly an amazing schuss for us to be able to once again have our, have our shuls and, and be able to, to, to daven and be able to be part of, of a, 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 a synchronized approach of being able to, to sort of, uh, uh, uh come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be able to praise Him. And answer, and answer a kaddish, and answer, and answer kedusha. We don't, we don't, we don't even begin to understand the power of what a kaddish is, what a kaddish can do for an individual, what it can do for for a community. It tears up all the all the gazar dinam. It tears up all the all the all the uh, decrees that may have been made about a person, even even if a uh, community was destined to. To have certain certain issues happen, saying saying a kaddish, answering with all your kavana, with all your with all your might, and all your concentration, can be something that is that is amazing. And thank God we once again have the opportunity, although limited, obviously uh, numbers are limited, and and obviously they're all under all kinds of the COVID the COVID guidelines and and, and regulations. But 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 it's something. But and even for those who aren't going back. Just share with you something. I'll share with you a svasemis. The, 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 in the Pasha, it talks about the concept of taking a, a bribe. And the, and the words of Apostle God, do not, uh, uh, take a bribe. Because a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise. The salate the great sadikim. And it perverts the words of the of the uh, of the righteous, and <clears throat> this Vasemis picks up on the fact that there's a seems to be a strange change in the language. It starts with Loisikach, 
you shall not take a bribe, which is uh, uh, in uh, uh, individual. Uh, it's, it's, it's a first person. It's a singular. Uh, you shall, you single person, shall not take a bribe. And then it talks about uh, it, 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 blind, it blinds the eyes of the chachamim, plural. Why does it change from the singular to the, to the plural? So I'm sorry, so, 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 sorry, it's, it's not, the, the Satmarov, I'm sorry, uh, uh, says that the reality is that if, let's say, in, in a Bezden situation, Chasu Shalom, one of the judges would have a weak moment and accept a a bribe. So even the other judges who are sitting on the Bezdin with him also become blind and become subjective and will not be able to judge the case fairly and as it needs to be judged. And this requires quite a lot of uh, elucidation. What do you mean? Why are they at fault? Why should they be blameworthy because of the fact that one uh, one of their one of their colleagues took took a a bribe? Why should that affect them at uh, at all? Why should it make any difference to them that someone else took a took a a, a bribe? So, well known story that took place in uh, in communist Russia, where of course we know. That any organized form of religion, Torah or or Tvila, davening or learning, was of course forbidden and and punishable by 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 serious serious uh, 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 consequences. And but that didn't of course stop Yidden from wanting to learn and wanting to daven. And there was one particular network that existed in in Moscow, literally under the under the noses of of the KGB. It was done underground with a whole security system where people gathered in a small cellar to hear, to hear shurim, to hear, to hear uh, words of Torah, to, to, to be taught uh, and, and, and to gain and to grow. And in one of those uh, uh, cellars, one of those places where they had shurim, so people gathered, it was obviously quite a small, small and cramped location. And one of the people who came to the, to the shir was an older, older man, and he came every single night, and he sat at at the shear, and uh, it didn't really seem that he was gaining anything from it. Yeah, there was no sort of comprehension. It kind of had that glazed look in in his eyes, as 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 we see. I mean, he didn't go to sleep like some other people did, but but it it didn't really seem that he was hopping, that he was kind of really a. Uh, 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 Involved or emotionally attached to what was, to what was, was happening. And, and it bothered some of the people that were there, you know, uh, you know, there was, thank God, a huge thirst for, for, for Torah learning and of course very, very limited space. And if that space was being occupied by someone who really wasn't getting optimum, uh, uh, usage and, 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 and optimum sort of, uh, uh, you know, Results out of out of what was being being taught. Besides the fact uh, he happened to be quite a quite a large person, maybe two people could have taken his his place. So there was a bit of murmuring behind his back that maybe he should be asked to 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 leave. 
he was sensitive enough to realize that uh, there, there was definitely some, you know, he was becoming the elephant in the, in the room, so, so to speak. And, uh, one day he, he addressed it. And, and he said, please, don't, don't ask me to leave. I know, I know you want to, but let's listen to my, to my story, he says. He says, uh, uh, many years ago, <clears throat> I was sitting one day in a, in a coffee house. And I was just minding my own business, having having something to drink. And uh, there were other people, other groups of people in 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 the in the room, you know, amongst themselves talking. And suddenly the doors burst open, and and the KGB came came flooding in, and basically arrested everyone that was there. But uh, in in their usual very very accommodating fashion, they started beating beating us up. With sticks and, and, and butts of their, of, of their rifles and, and really making life very, very miserable. And they, and they came and started attacking, attacking me also. And, and started beating me and, and hurting me and, 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 and I asked them, what is this all about? She says, why, why are you beating me up? And they said, no, you're obviously part of this, this, uh, anti, uh, anti-governmental cell that's obviously agitating <clears throat> against the government in, in Russia didn't take very much to be agitating against the government, but, but, uh, you know, and, and, and we're arresting all of you and, 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 uh, allowing you to understand that we're very displeased with your action. But, so I said to him, but, but I'm not part of them at all. I'm, I'm nothing to do them. I'm just sitting in mind my own business. And they said to me, no. He says, if you're sitting with them, that means you're part of them. You're sitting with them, that must mean you're part of them. And, and, and they really, Gave me a very, 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 very uh, uh, nasty kind of time out of it. And when it was over, I, I sort of had a moment to sit down and think. And, and this statement kept going over and over in my brain. It says, if you are with them, then you are part of them. And and I decided that, well, I'm a Jew. And yes, I'm not a very knowledgeable Jew. I'm not a very uh, 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 even observant Jew, but I have an affinity with with Judaism. I have an affinity with Jews, and therefore I want to go and be where there are Jews, because if I am with them, then I'm part of them, and that's what I want more than anything else in the world to be part of part of what's going on. And of course, this has relevance because Baruch Hashem, as I say, we are we have merited that our our shuls are open, but of course, many of us are not going back to shul for whatever reasons, health reasons, but let's at least take the chance to feel the happiness, feel the joy, feel the pulsating of, of ruchnius, of, of the, of the upturned level of ruchnius that is now available in the town, and let's rejoice with them. Bez Hashem, soon will come a time where we'll all be able to come back, to come back to shul and Let's look forward, let's anticipate, and let's be happy for those who are already there. We'll be back in a moment. This is 11.9 Chai FM, soul to soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 Chai FM.
101.9 Chai FM. We're back on your radio here at Baruch Hashem. Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Shaitim, here in a beautiful sort of end of winter day in, in Johannesburg. We are learning the halachas of Chol Amoyed. We will need them in about six weeks time when we get to Chol Amoyed. So, okay, so we're talking about what's not allowed, not allowed on, on Chol Amoyed. So we're talking about, uh, let's talk with the medical, uh, issues. In terms of of uh, of, of cholamoyed, so obviously in in the same way as we said, you're allowed to do on on cholamoyed anything that you need in terms of food preparation and one's own physical needs, as we discussed last week uh, for 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 yontif. So so too, one will be allowed on on cholamoyed to do whatever type of medical uh, treatments or or, or 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 visits that. Would needs well would need to remove any kind of pain or, or or trauma that a person is is going going through. That's also considered part of one's physical one's physical uh, needs. Shulchanach says that, and even a a uh, uh, a healthy person <coughs> is allowed to take whatever medicines he needs to uh, to take and and put whatever salves or or or, or, or ointments, whatever he might need. To keep himself uh, uh, healthy, right? If someone has uh, various kind of aches, a person has a, a toothache, you can go to the uh, you can go to the uh, dentist in order to get the treatment that that the uh, that he needs. That uh, the truth is, even if it's even if the reality is that the treatment might take a while, and the pain may only cease after after yontif, still uh, uh, one's allowed to begin that process. On on Cholmoyd also, uh, one should not, however, do uh, those things sort of a, a long term uh, a, 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 a treatment that is not really going to take away the the pain or or something that will save that will save the the uh, the the tooth. Only only those things that are sort of you know, a regular kind of a, a checkup that certainly will should rather not be done on. Uh, on uh, on Chalmoyed. Similarly, uh, you wouldn't be able to, you know, uh, go get one's teeth straightened or, or sort of cosmetic type things. That certainly would be inappropriate or to get a, a, a hygienist, uh, a cleaning on Chalmoyed. That would be, would be, uh, inappropriate because that doesn't really need to be done. Dafka on, on Chalmoyed. It could be done, uh, some other time and really, by doing those kind of things, one is uh, in, in a way mistreating the cholmoy. Yeah, I have kind of you know, a couple of days off, so I'll I'll get all those appointments done that I need to get done. It's it, it's not treating the cholmoy with a proper distinction and uh, and, uh, and and honor. You know, it's like uh, we said before: someone leaves other jobs that he needs to do specifically for cholmoy because he knows he's going to be uh, he knows he's going to be home. That's that's uh, that's wrong. Um right, and and also your know, your your annual checkup or whatever your your doc visits that you do biannually or annually should not be left and 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 fixed on on Chalmoyed again because you have you have more more time. There's no need to do that on the yontif. It's not anyway benefiting you in terms of the yontif, and therefore it shouldn't be it shouldn't be uh, be done. Obviously, if one is uh, talking, let's say about a 
a, a huge specialist, and this is the only uh, appointment they're offering him. Otherwise, he's going to have to wait another six months for for uh, for for an appointment. And you know, uh, and you know, you don't you don't need to lose the opportunity to be examined by this by this uh, uh, doctor of, of that caliber and that level. So then you'll be able to go to him on. Uh, on, on a Cholomoyed, because that would then fall into the category of a Dovra Ovo, that uh, something, something that if you don't do it, it's going to cause you a, a, a irreparable kind of loss, and, and, uh, you should not lose that, that, uh, that opportunity. Uh, if God forbid someone needs to undergo a surgery, uh, as soon as, as, uh, as possible, so really you should try to, uh, fix the date before the the yontiv if it's not possible to do it before before yontiv and there's a possibility that if he leaves it until after yontiv the situation could get more 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 serious uh, or, or or in the meantime you're you're putting up with a large degree of of pain until the operation is uh, is is uh, is done so even though it's not you know, it's not something that is literally a kind of pikuach nefesh. It's not a danger to to life. You'd still be allowed to do the operation on uh, on on chol on cholamoy. Uh, if your your glasses uh, are broke or something, so obviously if you need them for yontif, you don't see very well without the 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 glasses. So then you're allowed to uh, uh, bring them to the optometrist in order that you should fix them. On, on Cholomoy, because that certainly would fall under the category of, of physical, of physical, uh, 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 needs. Um, right. Uh, and yeah, obviously, and any, any, anything cosmetic certainly should not be done on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, on Cholomoy. And right, just to, uh, 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 you know, get new frames just because it's as stylish and fashionable, that wouldn't be correct on, uh, on, on Cholomoyed. Or if you sort of have sunglasses that you really don't need them to see, they're just, uh, cool, uh, to wear, then, then, and one shouldn't go and, and buy those and, 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 uh, stuff like that on, on Cholomoyed. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be correct. Wouldn't be correct, uh, either. Um, what about, let's say, uh, clothing. So, again, whatever you need for your, for, for your physical needs, right? Uh, we said, uh, food, and we just talked about, uh, medical things, so that you're allowed to do, even if it is a professional, you can, right? You can go to a professional doctor, you can do whatever professional food preparation, uh, uh needs, and, uh, and if you have to pay someone, uh, for, for do it, then, then you pay. But other, other things, so, uh, if it's not food, if it's not medical, so we said you can do work that is non-professional work on, on, uh, on Yontav, not, not professional. Therefore, and, and certainly you can't, you shouldn't pay someone to do that, uh, to do that, uh, work. And, and even, even to give it to a, a professional non-Jew to do should not be done on, uh, on, uh, on, on a So therefore, let's say, uh, one of your, some of your clothing became torn. And you want to wear that on, on Yontiv. So, 
you can uh, you can take you know you can do a non-professional stitch just sort of to put it together so you can wear it that you can do on uh, on on chalmoid now it's uh, 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 someone who can sew but they're not a professional uh, a seamstress could fix it uh, uh, for you normally but uh, someone who's a professional sewer so then they would have to do it in a slightly unusual unusual way either make the stitches wider or, or bigger or, or not so straight whatever something to show that he's not doing it in the normal in the normal uh, uh, way uh, if a, a button fell off your coat or something you're allowed to put it back because that is that's non-professional non-professional work and even a that you could even ask a professional to do because <coughs> that doesn't show off his uh his uh his professionalism uh, if someone doesn't know uh how to you know even so uh, at all so then you could ask your your friend or someone who who uh does know how to sew to fix it to fix it for him in an unusual in an unusual way as a non-professional person would do, but again, it should be gratis, it should be not for for payment, because uh, when you pay for something, as we know, that creates, that makes it important, that makes it distinguished, and that kind of makes it almost a professional, someone who charges, obviously must be professional at what he's doing. So the general framework would be, whatever you're allowed to do, uh, those things that you're allowed to do in a non professional way you cannot do for 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 payment and if someone obviously knows before yomtiv that his garment is is torn and now he's going to need it let's say for the last days of a yomtiv and he nevertheless pushed it off to cholamoy then he's not allowed to fix it on cholamoy even if it's a non-professional job because again he could have, should have done it before Yantav, and he left it specifically for Chalmoyed that he's not allowed to, uh, to do. You're allowed to, uh, 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 press, you're allowed to iron your clothing at home, right? So to wear them on, on Yantav, but not, not exactly, uh, to, to make the, uh, the folds and, and the creases like a professional ironing job would, uh, would, would be. Uh, uh, you shouldn't ha- go to the the shoemaker on Cholmoids if he's going if it's going to be a professional job of fixing your your shoes. But you could do sort of a temporary repair, which kind of anyone could uh, could do. To uh, you know, if there's a nail stuck in it to take out a nail or something or something like that. You're allowed to shine your shoes on on uh, on Cholmoid, even though there are some who are 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 strict about it. But one certainly can do it. That that's not professional work, and it certainly is something that would be the third hamoyed, and therefore that would be permissible to 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 be done. That about finishes our time for today. Just enough time to wish you all a beautiful, warm, connected Shabbos. Those who are going to shul, enjoy it. Those who are still at home, enjoy it vicariously for those who aren't shul. And let's have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos and make this elo a completely and totally a memorable one. The Chavez to one and to all. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM.
101.9. Chai FM was sold to soul on a Friday afternoon. Now, Shabbos Kodesh Pashas. Shaved him. We're back in on your radio. Maybe in your radio. I used when I grew up, I used to think there was a little man inside your radio. So maybe we're back in your radio here on Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us, as we always do at this point in the show. Give you the very, very important details that you need to be able to plan your Shabbos. The latest time for benching licht today for lighting candles is at 5.33, 27 minutes before 6 o'clock is the latest time, but already almost uh, 50 minutes before that, about uh, 4.42 or something approximately, one can already light candles, that's already plug a mincha, one can already begin Shabbos at that uh, at that time, and again, no no reason to wait. Get it on and have a nice early supper. Enjoy yourself and really make the most of of the uh, of the Shabbos. Shkia is at five fifty one, and therefore, if you want to daven Meirav and be able not to have to repeat the the uh, the Shema again at night, then just wait till six o eight, and you can already daven Meirav tonight without having to repeat the Shema. Over, over again, uh, obviously, if, the, uh, if one is ready, going to be going to shul, then obviously the shuls have fixed their own, their own uh, time schedule for, for the day. Uh, tomorrow is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Shoftim, and the Haftarah for the uh, uh, fourth week of the seven special Haftarahs, Anoichi, Anoichi, Nachemchem, is the Haftarah for Pashas uh, Pashas Shoftim. Uh, um, we say the sixth parak, the final parak of of Pekiyavus, uh tomorrow. Uh, so that's we're going to finish our our third cycle of of Pirkeyavis, uh, uh tomorrow, and we'll do, still do manage one more before before Rosh, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.23, 23 minutes past 6. And please remember, because it's now Elo, we have already begun to say L'Dovet Hashem Oyrev Yishi from last night at Mayrev, every morning after Shachris or Shabbos after Musaf. And uh, and uh, after Mayrev, we say L'Dovet Hashem. And of course, from today also, being the first day of Elo, we began to blow the, the Shoifer, which if you happen to be in shul, very good, or you happen to hear it on Zoom, it's, it's not an obligation. Please don't, uh, don't unnecessarily, uh, put yourself out to hear the shofar. It's a good thing to do, but it's obviously not obligatory. It's only the shofar that on Rosh Hashanah that is absolutely essential for every, everyone to, to, uh, to hear. And obviously we'll talk close to the time about the plans that are being made so that every year will be able to, to hear to hear the 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 shofar. but now we are busy talking about preparing for Rosh Hashanah, and uh, one of the 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 most famous sukkim uh, in the entire Torah appears in in this week's parsha. The Torah says, "Tamim tia im Hashem lokecha," that a person should be perfect in his faith with Hashem your God, and and Rashi brings that. His Walk with our Kaddish Baruch Hu with, with, with absolute simplicity, absolute faith. And wait and expect 
what he's going to do for you. Don't worry about what's going to be in the future. Don't fret over what might happen or what could happen. Whatever it is that happens to you in your life, accept it with absolute equanimity, accept it completely without getting worried, without getting upset, without getting getting uh, kind of kind of uh, tense about it for us then we'll have the privilege of being with our in the portion in the in the in the close proximity of of uh, of uh, of of our and, and this is really the 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 fundamental uh, uh, principle to the lifestyle and the direction that every single jew is supposed to is supposed to live, that he's supposed to live with this straightforward emuna and belief and trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu without worrying and without any any anticipation of what's going to happen and what's, what might happen. And the Gemara says the same thing. The Gemara in, in, uh, in Marcus says that Habakkuk came and, and took all the principles of Yiddishkeit and distilled it into one basic principle. And it says, it says in Habakkuk, Tzadik b'menosa yichya. A righteous person lives because of and with complete and total uh, 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 emuna and faith in in uh, in uh, in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, as, as uh, and that's why Rashi was uh, was uh, was so adamant to say this concept of of timimus. He says it twice because it's such an important idea for us to uh, to uh, to learn. And uh, you know the the. Uh, the storm bring down that that uh, actually explain that Rashi uh, is coming to tell us that a person has no need really to worry about and 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 to think about and 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 what's what's gonna what's gonna happen what's gonna happen tomorrow what happens if if you know. If, I don't know, Joe Biden wins the American election. Well, the polls are, are saying, and this poll says that he's, that he's leading, and, 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 and what happens with the government here, and what happens, what's gonna happen with all of these things? Right? So we have to know that we don't, we don't live in a world of, of needing to, 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 to cheshpin what's gonna be and how's it gonna be. We understand. We don't have to make any, any cheshpinus. For Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly what he's doing, exactly what needs to happen. If it's a question of parnasa, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will bring a person exactly the parnasa he needs to to have. A person needs one uh, son needs a refuah. Hashem is the one that can bring exactly the refuah. Obviously, the the doctors are the agents. The doctors are the hands of. Of, of Akadish Baruch Hu. an employer is the hand of Akadish Baruch Hu, maybe to bring, to bring, to bring a, 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 a Parnasa, whatever it is, it's all determined, it's all run completely by, by, uh, by, by Akadish Baruch Hu. Nothing, there's no, there's no, no re- no reason and no need for a person to be concerned, for a person to be worried about what might be, what, what is going to, what is going to, uh, to 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 happen, you know, if uh, if a uh, a child is being fed every day by his parents, he's given to eat and given to given to drink. Does does the child worry? Am I going to get 
a, a breakfast tomorrow? Does a child lose sleep at night? You know, are there enough Cheerios for me to have tomorrow morning? Right? He, he completely trusts that his father and, 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 and mother uh, love him and, and, and care for him and, and, and want, want his, his, uh, the best of his, of his development. And in the same way as Baruch Hashem, they, they managed to give me a good meal today. So certainly tomorrow also there'll be, there'll be something. And he closes trust completely on, on his, uh, on, on, on his parents. And he doesn't have to think. And he's 100% right. Why, why should he? So certainly when it comes to our father, Avinu, Malkenu, Avinu, Avarachamon, a father, a king, a compassionate, uh, a father who looks after and sustains the entire universe with his with his bracha with his blessing so a person a person has to be like this little child like this little baby what are we what are we worried about in fact David Melech says I, I, can, I can be quiet I can be I can be silent I'm relying completely on my mother she's going to take she's going to take care of of, uh, of of me and and the more we have that approach and we just simply trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to look after us and, and do of, and do everything for us and not worry and not, and not fret over what could happen and what might happen and what, uh, what are the, what are the stats saying? And he throws everything and throws the entire burden on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then, in fact, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will really look, look, uh, look after him. And, and this is just a tried and, and proven, uh, 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 principle that whoever walks in this kind of path, and just completely and totally relies on Hakadosh Baruch without trying to outthink him, being being too being too clever on every step that he that he makes. So his his life is 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 tranquil. His life is quiet, and and he just goes on and does what he has to do without worrying on on duty. And he knows that uh, with a hundred percent that whatever he's going to worry about, you know, ninety nine nine point nine percent of all the things. We worry about never actually happen because this whole situation and his whole whatever whatever circumstances are surrounding him now were set up by our Kaddish Baruch Hu, controlled by our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and will be remedied by by our Kaddish Baruch. Hu. And what do I have to what do I have to worry about? You know, we'll come a time when we'll when we'll see that all the worry was 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 useless. Then we'll see the real joy that all everything that happened was for a tremendous. Tremendous uh, uh, purpose, Nakash Baruch will be able to then bring down to us the tremendous bracha that he wants to, that he wants to give us. The Chavetz Chaim says in Sefer Shem Oilam, he says that since our minds are so distorted and so off the mark, so we shouldn't even begin to think about the the conduct and, and the behavior of. Of, of HaKadosh Baruch because there's no way, there's no way that our limited human capacity can possibly understand anything. And a person just has to walk with him in this kind of level of, of Tamimus and to believe that whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is all for our, for our benefit. Because what are we saying? In Echa Mipiyelion Loisetzeros, bad things don't come from from HaKadosh Baruch. When a person realizes that everything that happens to us is good, so then certainly, says Chavetz Chaim, he will merit to see at the end all these things will work out. Everything will, will, will be only, only good and only beneficial for, for a, 
for a, a, a person, right? As it says, uh, the whole famous story of Rabbi Akiva, where Komad Abu Rahman Latav, everything Hashem does, even though it seems sometimes uh, uh, difficult and challenging for us, uh, uh, it's all it's all for our own our own uh, our own benefit. It's a well known uh, a story uh, in in old uh, uh, Yerushalayim. There were two two uh, 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 people involved Avraham, in 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 a in a koilal. Was the it's called the the koilal of those who came from Galatia. Was the, there were two Bain koilim and this was the koilal of of Galatia. And for some reason, one of them, let's, let, let's call him for argument's uh, sake, we'll call him Kleinimus. Uh, no, no offense to anyone whose name is, uh, is, is that. And, uh, and the other one is Rapinkus. And for some reason, no one really understood why this, Rav Kleinimus did not like Rapinkus. And he made it his life mission. To make his life a, as miserable as 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 possible, and 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 he bad mouthed him wherever he could, and 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 tried even physically to 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 uh, stop him from getting certain things that he that he needed, and generally became a a a, a huge uh, pain in in his in his life, and, and someone who really was a a thorn in in his in his side, and and no one could understand what it was, and maybe it wasn't. Any any real reason, but somehow he just got his goat or something like that, and and really really made made his life a, a misery. And and Pinchas Baruch Shem had had a family, and as as they grew older, so of course uh, it came time for 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 Shaduchim, and this uh, of Kleidimus did whatever he possibly could to to put a thorn in the side of of, of the Shaduchim when when he was asked, uh, and even if he wasn't asked. Uh, uh, for information about your Pinchas's family, he, he made sure with with a lavish, lavish amount of uh, of schmaltz and, and and peanut butter to talk about the negative aspects that he perceived in 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 the family, and basically did whatever he could. It sounds sounds a horrible even to say the words to to deter to deter uh, Pinchas's children from from finding from finding uh, a shaduchim. But Baruch Hashem somehow, in spite. Uh, of, of, of him, yeah, Pinchas, in a very, very short time, had a son and a daughter who both became, became, one became a chas, one became a, a, a kala, they actually became engaged to, two siblings, so, you know, two brothers married to, to, uh, two sisters, and it was tremendous, tremendous simcha in Pinchas's home, although, of course, uh, every simcha brings with it sometimes a little bit of concern, and that was, of course, that uh, uh, Rapinchas didn't own a red a red cent. And uh, you know, how is he going to make one chasna? How is he going to make two chasnas? Certainly, not even not even you know able to think about how that's going to, going to happen. So he was given uh, advice that you know, as often advice is given, that in these situations, maybe the best thing to do. To go overseas, and uh, you'll find there, there's uh, there's some well-known uh, addresses that people go to. who are very, very generous, generous people, and thus he found himself not long afterwards on the streets of of Vienna, 
and with the address of, of someone who was a, a, a very frum and, and philanthropic man who was, who was known as, as being the address for solving many, many, many people's financial issues. And of course, he didn't delay, got, went straight from arriving in town, went straight to the, uh, to his home and, uh, was, I guess maybe not surprised to find out that, well, he wasn't the only person who wanted the, who was vying for the time and attention of this very wealthy person and was given an appointment two days down the line where he would have a chance to come and speak to this person and present his, present his case. Um, he had, uh, no choice, so finally checked into a, into a hotel, a motel there to spend the two days until he would have his, uh, appointment. And finally the day, the day came and the appointment was sort of late, late morning and he got ready to, to check out of, of, of the hotel and packed his bags and went down to the lobby. And before he left the hotel, he went to the, uh, to the men's room. And in the bedrooms, he sees there's, there's a little case there on, on the floor. And he looks down and, uh, interested, quite curious to see what in it. Maybe, maybe he'd find some ID inside. And he opens the case and it's full of cash. Um, and, and he just for you to go for a moment, just stares at it and then he takes it out and, 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 uh, and, and counts it. And in that, case is, is more money than he would need to marry off all of his children, let alone the two that were just now uh, in, in, engaged. And he stopped for a moment and thought and said, well, look, this is a place where they're mostly non-Jews and, and uh, surely he was, he's, he's a mafkirit and there's no, he made, made it ownerless and, and there's no real no identification on it. So he decided, Mazel Tov, I am now the owner of this of his cash, he took it all out, and in order sort of to hide a little bit, he, he mixed it with a little bit of the money he had and put it in various pockets, left the case behind, and proceeded on his way out of the hotel, only to see that the outside of the hotel was ringed by a a group of policemen um, who uh, he soon found out were here because someone had reported the loss of this huge amount of money and obviously there had been someone who was staying in, in this hotel and the police were brought in to try to uh, catch obviously whoever the thief was. And the, the hotel was cordoned off and everyone was ordered back to their room and the police were going to search the hotel room by room until they found the perpetrator of this, of this terrible, terrible, uh, uh, crime. And so Pinchas had no choice. He went back to his, to his room. And a while later, a deputation of the police came to his room and they searched here and they searched there and they searched him by him. And they found the, the money in his, in his pockets. They took it out, they counted it, but it wasn't exactly the amount that had been stolen. So they said to, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, what are you doing uh, with such a large amount of money? This is me. Don't you know? I am the, the, the sort of the executive director 
of the Colonel Galatia in, in Yerushalayim. And I'm involved with, this isn't a lot of money for me. I'm, I'm involved in big deals and, and, and prominent things. Uh, please, uh, you know, step out of my way. I'm, I'm an important, an important person. And of course, they didn't really know what, what to do with him. I mean, they were arresting, and he should have been arrested. Clearly, probably, maybe, was the criminal, but the amount didn't add up, and and his story did sound somewhat plausible, but needed to be checked out. So they took him down to the police station for questioning, and in the meantime, a uh, a cable, whatever they said in those days, was sent to the uh, Austrian embassy in Jerusalem uh, to please find out information. About this Rapinkus and this Galatia Kirtle, was it fictitious? Did it really exist? And who exactly is this Rapinkus? So the, uh, attache there in Jerusalem went out and without a GPS found the Kirtle Galatia and decided to do some inquiries. And of course, who should he encounter? But our dear friend Rav Tlenims. And the attaché asked him, excuse me, sir, do you, are you part of this institution? He says, yes, I am. He says, do you know Rav Pincus? Uh, and he says, yes, I do. He says, why, why do you ask? He says, no, no, could you tell me, please, about his situation? So Clonimus's mind goes into overdrive and he reaches the conclusion, well, Rav Pincus had two children to marry off. And he's probably gone overseas to raise money. And he's parading himself as a poor person who needs handouts. And obviously the rich people are doing their homework to try to find out if this is really, if this is really so. This is my chance to really nail him. And he says, oh sure, I'll tell you about this Chapinchas. This Chapinchas is the most fabulously wealthy person you've ever had. He, he basically runs the cradle. He's almost Funds it himself. He's doing big deals all the time. He's an amazing, amazing wealthy person. No, he's not poor at all. He's absolutely, you know, top class. He's at the Forbes top 500. And the man said, thank you very much and reported back to, to, uh, the foreign ministry in Vienna. And of course, the Pinchas' story was found to be airtight and true. And he was allowed to keep all of, all of the money and he came back and, and made a, made a kiddush of, of halal, Baruch So many things happen that we think are terrible. You know, this year, oh, this year's been the worst year in the world. Yeah, I wish it was over already. And, and that's not so. Yes, it's been a challenging year. It's been a year where things have been difficult for us. But who says it's a terrible year? Akadosh Baruch orchestrated this. And Akadosh Baruch had a reason. Why he did it. And, and if HaKadosh Baruch did something for us, that means at every moment of it was a potential for development, for growth, for, for making something out of the situation that would benefit ourselves, benefit our families, benefit the whole, the whole world. So yes, we could say maybe it was something that we found to be a challenge. But to say, oh, you know, Tikla Shonavik Kilda says, well, a curse I wish was over already. You know, let's, let's get out of this. That's, that's not our attitude. Our attitude is, we understand Hashem had whatever reason it is, and we don't begin to understand the, the reasons behind HaKadosh Baruch Hu's behavior. But we understand it was something that was done totally and completely for our, for our benefit. And there's Hashem. El is now the time we can sit and, and, and actually take stock 
Did we get something out of it? Did we grow? Did we really learn some lasting lesson? Maybe about Adamni, maybe about Kedusha's basic Knesset. Who knows what we have to learn? Every person had to learn something unique to him. But certainly, it's an experience that we have to cherish, we have to, we have to value. And Bez Hashem, it should make a difference in the way we prepare ourselves and the way we're going to live our life in the year Tavshin Peyalaf HaBa'olein which is beginning in, in four weeks' time. We'll be back in a moment. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. Please don't run away.